Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, Daily Ticker time on a Monday. We're talking Jonathan Smith, bolting Oregon State for Michigan State, and let's dive into it a little bit more with Angie Machado, who knows the program. Well, beaverblitz.com at Angie Machado one on Twitter. Go give her a follow. Uh, Angie, good morning to you. Thanks for the time here. I, when, when did this start to crystallize in your mind of, oh boy, this has happened? There's been a lot of noise out there the last couple of weeks. When did it, when did it become a realistic thing uh, that Beaver fan understood and you understood that Jonathan Smith was leaving? Yeah, it's, you know, like you said, it's been, it's kind of been out there rumbling. I, I just didn't think it had a whole lot of steam, but it started picking up some steam um, about Wednesday afternoon and then, uh, Wednesday evening, Thursday, it, it started by Friday, mid-morning. It was kind of all over the place. Hmm. How surprised are you that he did this? Um, you know, I, I guess I'm, I'm surprised that he did it. Um, I'm, I'm actually more surprised on how he's handled it. Um, I think it's, he's, it's not been maybe the best way of handling it. Um, you know, wait until at least after the, the Civil War game, but uh it, you know, obviously the the players knew. I mean, you could tell just by their body language on, on Friday night. So um, it's a. I think he has to do what's best for him, and I never begrudge people for taking a, a job opportunity. But I think it could have been handled better. You know, when you, yeah, this is such a tough one because he's the alma mater guy. What do you think the reaction is going to be just years down the line, and will this will this relationship ever be repaired? You know, I. I don't, I don't, don't know. I, excuse me. I don't know if you guys have saw the video that surfaced last night from Michigan State, but I think he's really kind of burning some bridges here. You know, somebody asked him about his decision, and he basically said, "I've known it for quite some time, or for a while, mm-hmm. for a long time." Or I don't know exactly his exact words. And I think for players, that's a huge slap in the face. Um, I think he he'd come into this job as really Corvallis golden boy. You know, every I mean, Jonathan Smith could do no wrong. He was the Fiesta Bowl quarterback, and the way this has all went down. Um, it definitely has has burned some bridges and, and soured some people. Do we have any update or your kind of best guess of where they're at coaching staff wise? I know they haven't announced uh, an official head coach. Maybe they do that today, tomorrow, something. But do you have an idea, or is there some indication of who they may lean to here to kind of help them through these uh, stormy waters? And then also assistance. I saw a random report over the weekend of who he was taking. He wouldn't confirm anything in his interviews with Michigan State people, but then you hear rumblings that maybe some of those names that were listed by a reporter are not headed back. What's your best guess of staff and maybe the person they pick for this spot? Yeah, it's super fluid right now, but uh, Scott Barnes has, has to actually move pretty quickly. I mean, this is a Oregon State is is a victim that's bleeding multiple wounds right now. You have transfer portal, you have signing day coming up, you have bowl game. There's so much coming up in this this month of December coming upcoming um, that they really need to act quickly. This isn't one that you can actually have a long search for. So our, our indications and everything we have heard is that Scott Barnes is really targeting Trent Bray. Mm-hmm. And um, that makes a ton of sense. The players are totally behind him. Um, you know, at one point he was on Jonathan Smith's list to head to Michigan state, which is why he was not asked to be interim head coach. So right now, uh, Kofense Henson is named a interim head coach for Oregon state, but um, 
Trent Bray is not in East Lansing, and indications are that that he could be named as early as this week, um, you know, later this week as as head coach. So mm. that is that is one thing that you know we've been watching really closely. There are I know, I've heard Paul Christ is interviewing today. Uh, Kerry Agers has reported that. So um, you know there there's some other interviews going on, but we all indications that we have heard from our sources is that Trent Bray is the front runner for this job. Now now yeah, looking at who Coach Smith took. Initially, it looked like he was, you know, taking Keith Banoffa, the running back coach, Coach Wozniak, the tight end coach, Coach Mahalacek, Coach Lindgren, Coach Blue um, on that side of the ball, on the defensive side of the ball. There have been some some reports that, you know, um, Oregon State is trying to retain Coach Wozniak and Coach Mahalacek. So um, I, I don't have a ton of faith of that happening, but um, it is on the table. They have not signed anything. As, as per Jonathan last night, um, nothing's finalized. So um, there is some, some back and forth going. That's a glimmer of hope because you've had one of the best offensive lines in the country and a Joe Moore Award finalist as a unit again this year. It'd be a huge coup to keep him around. I, I think fans are also, you know, it's just it's like a double kick in the nuts where you have everything going on with the conference and then this piles on over the course of the weekend. And I think they're looking for a semblance of hope and what the, what the future is going to look like. You mentioned you like Bray to be the, the potentially the next head coach. I think that'd be a good hire for them. What, what Where are we at on a schedule release in that announcement? Because I think that's the other thing that everybody's waiting for is just who are we playing? Playing next year, what's it going to look like? Who's going to be on that schedule? What are you hearing on that front? Yeah, so I mean that that's been kind of a, a sticking point because you know earlier in November we had heard that it was it was coming. You know, it was a week or two out, and then I had heard that the plan was to announce coaches, Coach Smith's contract extension, and the schedule on Friday of Civil War, um, and then that got pushed out. So again, I'm hearing end of the week for schedule. So do they package that potentially with a with a coaching announcement? Mm-hmm. I don't know, um, but I do. I've heard every every single source I've spoken with says it's close. So um, I, I don't know if they're waiting for one one team to sign off. I, I don't know the specifics, but I, I do know it's close. Okay. Uh, Oregon, or Oregon State. I, I'm kind of curious with this with the leadership. I I, I said last week that it, it just feels like everything that happens that's around them they're just reactionary. And, and I just personally don't think at college football you want to be the reactionary school. You want to. You want to be aggressive. And some of these things are out of their control, obviously. But what are you made so far of the way that all of this has been handled? What's going on? How they're handling the situation? I just kind of your overview of the athletic department, because you said he didn't handle it right. And I, I don't disagree with that, Angie, but I'm also like, we've both followed college football for a long time. I don't know how you handle the situation. I don't know when is the right time. How can you wait? Or is the school that you want to go to move on? And like what the uncertainty of next year is just kind of your overview of the situation from the athletic department, even to like what you would have liked to have seen from Jonathan. Yeah. And, and that's a super good point is, you know, there's no good time to do this. And, and I am sure Michigan state was putting, they were putting his feet to the fire because they knew that a lot of jobs were going to be opening up, you know, Saturday, Sunday, today, um, as the seasons, regular seasons were ending. So they wanted to get him tied up before other suitors could pop in but um, I just think the handling of it, you know, I, I, I get it. He's not super media savvy. Um, he's maybe a little too honest for his own good. But you know, he went on Canzano's show, and that was um, kind of damning. I mean, it, was, it opened up a like, whoa, what's he talking about? He kind of went babbling off on his agent and doing this. So that kind of started everybody kind of speculating. And, um, I, you know, you're right. Like I said, when Coach Erickson left, it was like there were rumors out that he was going to the Niners. And he's like, hell no, I'm not going to the 49ers. I'd tell a bunch of – 
and then two days later he's gone. So, um, you know, that either way, either way is bad. Yeah. But um, I, I, I guess I feel the way he handled it around his players. That's I think who, um, because, you know, those those kids. He's told them, you know, that he's their coach and and come build this with me. But you're right. Oregon State has had this kind of black cloud over it, you know, for since August. It's been this uncertainty and. And I get it. You know, I get you take care of your family. You you have to look for the future. But, um, you know, I also and, and Michigan State fans have ripped me apart for this. But I don't think Michigan State is like this amazing job. It's more stability than, you know, Oregon State right now as far, as far as conference and the money. Absolutely. But, um, you know, Oregon State, he had job stability in that it was going to take a lot for him to ever get let go from Oregon State. Just, yeah, there was yeah. some loyalty there, whereas a, a Big Ten school, you know, he he maybe won't be able to ride a couple mediocre seasons without mm-hmm. the, the boosters getting angry. So, yep. um, I, I, college football has no no real stability regardless. So, um, and I get it. You take you take those moves when you can, and you're, you know you're a five win season away from not being hot. You, you jump when you're hot, but um, yeah. And, and as far as the athletic department as a whole. Right now, it sounds like they're moving swiftly, and, and I want to say that things are um, – I, I want to have confidence in this athletic department to make a hire and a good hire. Um, but, again, time is of the essence here, and if they drag this out past this week, then uh, things, I would say, are not being run super smoothly. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair assessment. Angie Machado is our guest. I, I got two more quick ones for you, Angie. I don't know if Sprague has anything I else. I got one more, yeah. Okay, the, the only other two that I got left for you, I'm just curious, because I, I see that a lot of, like, you know, people will say – he had to make this decision for his family, right? It's a business decision, and he, it's a paycheck, and how do you turn that down? I, it bothers me because I'm like, hey, this dude's making $5 million a year to live in Corvallis, Oregon. That goes a long way in Corvallis, Oregon. He's, it's not like this guy's struggling to make ends meet with his current job. Uh, his family was well taken care of as the head coach at Oregon State. I'm just curious, one, did, was there any? Uh, do you have any reporting on what the potential offer was from Oregon State? Because I know they've been talking in the last couple of weeks to try and get him a new contract, and where where that pay bump maybe would have taken him to, because I don't believe we've seen the Michigan State number yet. So I'm just curious on that. And then the other part of it I think that everybody wants to know is where are we at on the player departure front, if you know anything? Because I think that's the big fear of coach leaves. What what happens to the roster now? Yeah, so um, I don't know numbers. I, I had heard that, that Oregon State was work, working on a deal that was going to get him you know, what he wanted and what he needed. So, um, and I know, you know, yeah, $5 million in Corvallis. I mean, heck, I mean, that's, and, and, and then also to not have to do all the media and the booster events yeah, mm-hmm. that he's going to have to do elsewhere. Right. I mean, he doesn't like that kind of stuff. He could live as, I mean, the, the guy was going to the boys and girls club running the basketball club for his kids' basketball teams. I mean, that's not going to be necessarily happening in East Lansing. Nope. Um, and he's going to be busy doing a lot more media engagements, a lot more booster engagements. So, I mean, it's, it comes with a, with a price. Oregon State was a pretty laid-back gig for him. So as far as head coaching Power Five gigs go, um, I you know Scott Barnes had said over and over that this was going to be funded at the Power Five level, and I know his big thing was keeping his staff and, and taking care of the staff and the assistant coaches. So um, I expected to see a pretty decent-sized bump there for for that as well. We haven't seen anything from Michigan State, um, and then as far as the package goes for the new coach at Oregon State. I haven't seen numbers there either, but um, again, power five level. So I expect it, you know, depending on if it's coach, coach Bray, I think you can get away with higher or, you know, paying a little less first time head coach. If they bring in a more veteran coach, it's going to be more, but um, I, you know, from all accounts, from every source I've talked to 
Oregon State was stepping up and going to take care of things. Yeah, he in his interviews and in his video on the private plane, he really he really had a lot of like divorced dad energy. Let me put my nice leather jacket on. Yeah. I got my hair flowing. <laughs> I'm ready for the new hot thing. And look, we we we've both covered him. We've talked to him. You know him a little better than obviously we do. Do you think he has what it takes to roll around with the pigs of college football? Get slimy, get dirty, get gross. Because a lot of people would say this was the first step in doing it. And I think to win in the Big Ten, you kind of have to be at that same level because, as you see, Michigan will send Connor Stallions to a game. Ryan Day will yeah. do whatever it takes to get the talent at Ohio State. He's got to roll around with those guys. Dan Landing at Oregon now is going to be his first conference game in Eugene. Do you think he's capable of it? And also, I hate to do this to you as quickly as you can, what does a Bray-led coach team, you think, kind of look like? Yeah, you know, Jonathan Smith going to Michigan State, I, you know, time will tell. I um, everybody thought, like I said, he was this golden boy, nice guy. It'll be interesting. You know, it's going to be really interesting to see how he gets in because, yeah, you're right. This is this is big boy football now. Not that Power Pack Five wasn't, but or uh, Pack Twelve wasn't, but um, this is this is a new ball game. But more importantly, what does a Bray led team look like? I, you know, I think whereas you look at Coach Smith being more of that, um, you know, maybe Mike Riley persona. Trent Bray is fiery. He he's going to be more of the Dennis Erickson persona, but. Um, you know, I, I think, and Scott Barnes is really like that taking a, a alumni and making them coach, whether that's Mitch Canham, Scott Ruick, he likes that, uh, Jonathan Smith, he likes that. And, you know, those guys come in with a fire in their belly and they know what it's like to play at Oregon state. And, you know, Trent, one thing I can say about Trent, most defensive coordinators sit in the booth and they get to know their defensive players. That's it. Trent Bray coaches from the field, like a head coach already. Hmm. And, uh, you know, he's one that the offensive players love him. You know, Damian Martinez, um, has come out with a, a play for Bray hashtag. And um, there's a, he's out there before games shaking all the guys' hands, talking to the offensive guys, talking to the defensive guys. It's just kind of who he is. You know, he's a single guy. He's basically married to football. Um, I, I think if he surrounds himself with the right staff, I, I think the biggest hire for him is going to be his offensive coordinator. He's going to need some someone that's a veteran that he can really just pass the reins off to and say run the offense that he trusts. But, um, I mean, the – Everybody says he's young and not been a head coach, but he's been around football his entire life. You know, I mean, this is a guy whose dad was the D coordinator at Oregon State and coached with Dennis Erickson all over the place. So, um, you know, coached, he's coached with Mike Riley. He's, he's been around a lot, and, and Trent has a lot of connections. So if he is the guy indeed this week, um, like I said, the staff, then it, it, goes, it moves toward – what the staff looks like and, and building that staff. Mm, great stuff. Angie Machado, go give her a follow on Twitter at Angie Machado one beaverblitz.com covering the latest on the Oregon state coaching search and where they're going to go. Uh, seems like Trent Bray could be announced soon and uh, we eagerly await the news. Thanks as always for the time, Angie. We appreciate it. Uh, and, and hopefully you're, you're hanging in there because I know it's probably been a long weekend of reporting and it's, following all it this. It's been a long, long weekend. And I just want to get a quick plug in black Friday or black or cyber Monday is going on today and tomorrow at Beaver Blitz. So 75% off. Get you a whole year for $26.85. There you go. Thanks, Angie. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 